Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo!
to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of February 20th, 2014. Uh, and this podcast is so special. In fact, we didn't realize that we crossed 200 episodes two episodes ago. I did. You did? Yeah. But Why'd you stay quiet? Because I wasn't sure if you wanted to go with the new, uh, the new numbering or the old numbering. And Weekend then, Review yeah. doesn't count. It's a no, separate it was, show. Yeah, we passed 200. But 200 is not a round number. 250th. Yeah, and we didn't even celebrate. Wait, 200 is not a round number? Shh. Don't confuse him. <laughs> I, I just just rolled with it. That's a problem. Over it. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. So uh, I am your host Jose Otero. I'm joined by Per Schneider. Matalo. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brian Altano. <laughs> and Tim Geddes. Returning. Let's him host. Yes. Uh, one day. <laughs> yes. Maybe. All right. Cool. So let's start with uh, some quick news. Brian, why don't you start with the Donkey Kong thing that we were talking about earlier at lunch? Oh, right off the bat, you're just gonna yeah. pass the test to the other right dude to in the you. class and make him do all the work. No, I got, it. I, I got a different story, but I didn't pull it up yet. So. Are okay. you on uh, safari today? No, I. Oh, okay. Are the you shirt. on a safari today? Because you're wearing, you're not wearing a black <laughs> shirt. You're wearing a nice. I, I don't know. There's a black V-neck underneath. This is oh, the same oh, shirt, sure. just different colors. I yeah. know. We look like we went to the same store. Yeah, Dad. Maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we got sales numbers for Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze in Japan, and they are not good. What is it? Like it's like sixteen hundred or something like that. It's pretty low. Did yeah. it just come yeah. out? Yeah, like a day before they closed the. It came out last week. Last if week, if I remember right. So yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's like it's just a little under a week. Uh, I don't think anyone expected this to kind of save the rec center from getting yeah. stomped out in Japan, but. Um, it's low. It's real bad. And Wait, did you just say sixteen hundred? Yeah, as in uh, one thousand six hundred. Yeah, is that the, that's the number we're looking at, right, Jose? Uh, I don't know if that's exact. I gotta I gotta check it. That's okay. let's not so much quote the number, but quote that the sales are low, and we've saw, get- we've seen this problem before with Mario three D World. Just yeah. to be fair. Like, right off the bat, that also did not blow the doors off sales numbers in right. Japan. So people get a little shaky, right? And, uh, oh, no, talk about it. Like, yeah. is this good, bad, terrible? Well, I mean, first of all, you guys clearly did your research on these numbers. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> We're a little unprepared. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to happen. I just um, sat down. I was like, oh, you're going to the show now. Hey, talk about Donkey Kong. <laughs> it's, it's low. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a franchise character. It's yeah. not a, I mean, we don't know how hard they pushed it over there. Um I mean, it is American-made, and you know, it was British-made, and thus probably isn't their best, biggest franchise in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that would be low. But I, I'm, I think we need to know more, right? Did they push it? Did it just come out like four minutes before yep. the polls closed there? Mm-hmm. And um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take kind of like first-week data um, as an indicator that it's a complete. Bomb. Yeah, I think it's interesting because uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns sold six million worldwide mm-hmm. across all territories, which means that's. That's a hit. That's yeah. a good game, right? I mean, that's not Call of Duty numbers, but that's enough to be like, hey, we should make another one of those. Yeah. And then this game was like, no, you shouldn't. So we'll see how it does in America. I think but over time, though, like that will change. Like, yeah, and this that's, is one of those things that's, where... That's one of the, we were talking about that before, and I think that's really interesting with like Nintendo games is that sort of you can't really... They don't play by the same rules as like the first week yeah. as everybody else does. Yeah. Like, well, and also they don't play the same long tail game either where yeah. like every other game drops price. Nintendo games, never. Nah, they're going to stay the same price because they're still like there's always going to be an audience for them. Right, which is like it's weird because it's, it's kind of it's much to the chagrin of most people that want to buy those games. Like, you could sit and wait 
<laughs> for years for a price drop for a Nintendo game. And it's really, at that point, it's not even worth it. Because if you put a dollar in a jar every time you look to see if there was a price drop and there wasn't one, you'd have enough money to buy that game. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you can tell. I mean, they used to used to do these kind of classic collection re-releases. And yeah. they haven't done that on the on the DS with Mario Kart because it just kept on selling. Right? Yeah, here's the number. Mario Sorry well. for the, that we didn't have this at the start. Uh, 35,717 in its first week. That's fine. Uh, by comparison, Donkey Kong Country Returns sold 163,310 copies mm. its first week and Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D sold 104,569 copies in its first week. Yeah, so what were the numbers um, for Tropical Freeze? Uh, Tropical Freeze 35,717. It's a lot better in than 1,600. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was 1,600. Yeah. Yeah, you maybe thought 16,000 or you cut it in half but still okay, it's, it's, it's not going to blow all the doors off of sales and I think the unfortunate matter is that a lot of fans I don't know. Like right now, Nintendo fans, especially the very devoted ones, are in a weird place where the minute they see something isn't selling well, they go into panic mode because it's like, well, where's the good news, right? Where mm-hmm. is, you know, the way that Nintendo's going to turn things around? And I don't think that's fair to put it on a game that is already announced. Like, let's see what's coming, and maybe one of those will be the thing that kind of turns things around a little bit or a succession of games you know sure. a number of yeah. quality titles that are going to do cool things um but it's just weird folks go into panic mode and i think it's I th- unfair and no i mean take I, it easy. I think it makes sense if a if an endemic franchise like a monster hunter tanks in japan on wii u or 3ds that's a strong indicator right that the market is in trouble mm-hmm. um i wouldn't i mean donkey kong country is is not it's it's not a small hit according uh, I mean it's not a small it wasn't a small hit on Wii yeah. according to these numbers but the install base of that machine was huge so right yeah. and so yeah. you know uh, 35,000 yeah. is okay yeah. it's not a system seller but it's it's fine yeah the install base was so good in fact I mean and this is to a point I think Tim or, or Brian made a second ago you know, during the last generation, it's like Nintendo titles would plant themselves in the top ten yeah. and never come out. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I, I mean, never leave the top ten. I'm talking about, like, maybe Wii Sports Resort. Definitely Wii Play. Definitely, like, uh, New Super Mario Brothers. Uh, one of them, probably Wii. Yeah, that didn't uh, move for did a I while. Did I say Mar- yeah. Mario Kart already? Definitely Mario that. Kart didn't budge. Yeah. 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 There were so many games that they would just enter the top ten and just plant themselves there. Yep. Um, all, all very different feel-wise, right? Like, mm-hmm. I do think Donkey Kong Country, it's kind of... You know, you can see how it would get smaller over the years in in Japan, and not like a franchise that grows to get mm-hmm. bigger. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Brian, uh, Brian and I were talking. Uh, I want to say yesterday after work, and one of the things he brought up was that uh, the timing on Country Returns 3D. This might be also be an indicator that mm. it was too soon. Mm. You know, or yeah. doing Tropical Freeze so close after you just released another a remake of a Wii game on 3DS. Like, I don't know if maybe that screwed it yeah. up as well. Yeah. I th- I think. What were you gonna say, Tim? Well, I was gonna say, and also Returns. For the Wii came out on a like holiday time. Yeah, this no. is after holiday. Like this is such time. a mom buying their kid a game. Yeah, this game. You know? Yeah. Oh, and they delayed this game, right? It was supposed yeah. to be a December game, mm-hmm. and then it got moved to 2014, probably because they also didn't have a lot of games. But who yeah. knows? What no, the you, delay was I mean, for. you nailed it. Like this is the type of game that like if you're in a store and you don't know what to get your kid, you're like, this looks wonderful. Yeah. Like this, I don't have any questions about this. I don't think there's a gun in that banana or anything yeah. like that. Like there's no questions here. Yeah. Your little um, peanut gun. Yeah. With Diddy. That's true. That's true. That's a, that's a Actually, there's a, lot, there's a lot of guns in uh, Tropical Freeze. Cranky Kong has a denture like pop gun. Uh, All right. So maybe uh, I'm just so wrong about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, the changes have been made, I guess yeah. what I'm trying to say. Sure, sure, sure. So, I mean, I don't, like February is like, unless you have the best kid in the world like I'm not I'm not buying anything for yeah. in February like come yeah. on mm-hmm. how good are you at school so far this year that you deserve a game already it's been like a month <laughs> okay. your kids are on spring break right 
It's called Ski Week, apparently. Now what? that's what they call it. Welcome, welcome to the Bay Area. This is yeah. what college has done to the word spring break. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants it's to say it anymore. This mean reminder that we should be skiing. Instead, we're sitting here. Why was spring break there. not season agnostic or something? I, I, I don't know. Maybe there were. No, too this many. isn't spring break. Ski week's different. Spring yeah. break's still coming. Oh, so you get two oh, vacations now? Yeah. Okay, okay. See, so he's a local boy. He knows. Yeah. Oh, they okay. called it President's Week for us. Uh-huh. What the hell? Oh my god! Okay, forget it. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. fair enough. All right. So in other news, uh, Miyamoto on Miiverse basically left some comments about the closing out of the year, of Luigi. Uh, almost a year has passed since I announced the year Luigi, marking the 30th anniversary of Luigi's debut. Thanks for the kind support. However, all good things must come to an end, and the year Luigi will conclude March 18th. Um, and then he leaves a couple more comments about, uh, by the way, as this means the closure, we actually leave a comment for Luigi in this post. Yeah, they're, anyway. uh, they're resuming the eternity of the Mario yeah. after this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But more importantly, I think that uh, just putting a date on it means there is one more thing. You think so? Yeah. Oh, that was just the, the day Probably. when Luigi debuted? and. Well, they did announce the year Luigi a little into the year. I don't think it was a theme out of January. I think it didn't show All up right. until like March. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I got to do my homework on that. I may be wrong. But I, I do strongly believe if you're going to put a date on it, you probably have another product that you're going to put out. So wait, when is the end of the year, Luigi? March 18th. And when is NES Remix 2 out? Uh, April. And April has the backwards version of the original Mario Brothers with Luigi in it? Uh, yeah, that's part of NES Remix 2. So they're kicking off the end of the year, Luigi, with... Luigi getting his own game inside. Unless of the game. I have the dates wrong and it is in March, um, that could be it. That's it. That yeah. it's just remixed too. I think it's something else, but I, I, yeah, because that's that's, that's my thing. guess. That's their goodbye. Like, and one last surprise: a thing we told you about two months ago about a game from twenty five years ago. <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Nintendo. We'll, we'll see. They well, may there may be something. They may have some smaller downloadable title. A la. Well, you know, um, like what? Dr. Already, Luigi. Hey, Dr. Luigi came Luigi out of thin air, man. Troze. I know, but they have, they're going to do that again? I am Dr. Hold, Luigi Tetris? So I am holding <laughs> out for 3D World DLC probably with Luigi. I'm Although they pulled for... that trick already with New Super Mario Brothers oh. U. I would, I'm convinced that 3D World should get DLC. I think if Pikmin got DLC yeah. and New Super Mario Brothers U got DLC... 3D World totally deserves DLC because I think it's better yeah, than both I, those games. I, I think you love right. that. I, I love think that. you're right. Yeah, that sounds so, good. I, I'm holding out I'm for a uh, DDR Luigi mix. Oh, yeah. I like that. Oh, <laughs> there you I go. Like Bring that back. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, Luigi Troid, yeah. which is a Metroid yeah. spinoff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> Luigi Troid. You get that in NES remake. In the beginning, In the beginning, he loses all his powers and he never gets them back. Or Luigi Fit, which is an exercise game. Mm. Yeah. About being get, Luigi, yeah, get taller. <laughs> He's got to stretch Luigi fit every day. <laughs> Jump oh, like man. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's quickly look back at the year of Luigi, right? Let's look at what I can't we believe got. that's a, that's a, a real sentence you just said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well yeah, it happened. So well, we got to make room for the year of the Yosh. Yeah, I know. Uh, is that that coming up? Uh, the yeah. year of the Yosh. <laughs> the year of the Yosh. Jesus. Uh, so <laughs> out of the year of Luigi, we got a couple of interesting projects. So we've got Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon, which was a uh, much delayed 3DS game for a bit, but yep. it sort of kicked things off in March. Uh, then we got New Super Luigi U. That was not good. Mario, I, loved, I loved it. Are you crazy? Uh, yeah. Pear, Why didn't you like it? Pear it's doesn't like to be rushed through his platform. I hate, I hate timers like that. Oh, oh, it was so that's, much that's fun. That's how I play Mario. No. I yeah, love me running too. through it. Like, that's awesome. That's exactly it. They made a game for how I play Mario. Yes. I don't let go of the running button. I just keep going. I, just, I jump and hope for the best. They, they made a game out of they that. They ADHD'd it. I mean, oh, it's like... Man, really? Ignore every collectible. Just get to the end as quickly oh, as I possible. Oh, I still get the collectibles. Yeah, it's just got to be a man. I just don't like it. I like... 
Like, because the moment I start a level, the level tells me that, oh, don't expect anything great. It's just going to be over in, like, five seconds. Don't worry about it. That's, That's true. like Mario like, 3. Whereas, yeah. like, when I, go into, when yeah. I go into a Mario game, I'm, I'm like, holy crap, I found a hidden vine. I'm going up there. I don't want to hear do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. See, I think as as DLC to something that already existed that sure. was that, sure. then great. It's yeah. a, but I, I, I get what you're saying. If that was the only way they made Mario games, I'd be in yeah. Because yeah. I need I need both of those worlds, right? Sure. I'm with yeah. you on that. I'm with you well, on that. You hear that, that ditty, though, right before you start a level in New Super Luigi U, and it does automatically put you in panic mm-hmm. mode, right? Yeah. It's like the hurry up song in Mario means get moving. You're you got a hundred seconds left, right? I know. Yeah. Um, so maybe Pear just had no. Bad it was just with that. more like I was hoping for I, when I heard about the DLC. I thought in my head, holy moly, we're mm-hmm. getting like new levels. Every yeah. level is going to be redone, and then it turned out more like and, and and the levels were obviously different, but it was more like a challenge mode, yeah. something that after you beat a level, now you're going to try to beat it as quickly as possible, and then maybe leaderboards comparing you to mm-hmm. others, yeah. right? Like, I think the two lessons from that game. One is yeah, and they also put like uh, really cool art assets all over the place but you can't really stop to look at yeah. them because you're in such a rush no, totally. mm-hmm. you know there was like Luigi thing so mm-hmm. that's one lesson like don't make a hurry up game if you're going to put cool like little hidden stuff yeah make it ugly so you want it to end you no, guys know that. the levels <laughs> didn't self-destruct after you beat them no, once you could go back and play them <laughs> again but they didn't they didn't really give Ooh. you time to like want to take your time through a lot of it and I feel like platformers in general like losing the timer is yeah. what makes some of them better or I like the uh, Wario Wario Land 4 approach where like you don't have a timer for most of the level and then you have to race through it because of a timer that kind of thing. I know when Pear's like, he's, he's always got, he's cooking some idea in his head. <laughs> no. And he gives you this no. half yeah. smirk. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to knock you down a peg. Yeah. <laughs> just not. you wait. So I, I can, <laughs> I can totally understand why people would like it. Yeah. It's just, it's not my, yeah, my, you already said, cause we have ADHD. Yeah, you that's insulted it. us. Yeah, wow. exactly. Well, one of my favorite things from the, the original one mm-hmm. was the challenge mode. Yeah. Where, like, Me too. And it was, this game was essentially more of that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. A little simpler, I'd say, because like that challenge mode was. But really I, th- hard. I think the other takeaway from this whole like super new Super Luigi U experiment is I don't know I don't know if it was worth it to redo so many like every level of the game like reconfigure it in so many ways. I wonder how many resources that took, and maybe it should have been smaller. I appreciate that it became its own retail package that was a lot cheaper. It was sure. like thirty bucks. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I also think. Was that the best use of resources to support a title in post-release? And I don't really know, you know, if that game sold, you know, reasonably well. I I would say for me, like, it's instead of going, hey, it's been seven months. Here's another fully packaged $50 Mario game. They were like, hey, here's this thing. It's 30 bucks, and it's a bunch more And you're going to run for your life in every level. Yeah, Yeah. it was great. I mean, every other other game gets DLC and map packs and stuff like that. And I've wanted something like that for Mario for years. Like... Instead of getting one every single year, and have they have to just they're like, oh, now it's got a cat and a pigeon and all this other crap. Like if they just go, hey, here's a new thing, and it's been six months, and I'm like, yeah, great, that's Paris awesome. Hatching something when you said pigeon? cat and pigeon. Sure, I, I gave him a free idea. Is it a pigeon suit? <laughs> yeah. What's it do? Like steal people's French fries and get run over? <laughs> you have to beat. Uh, have one awkward leg. You have to beat Super Luigi, and you'll oh, find out. So there was Mario and Luigi Dream Team, uh, which came out in July, at least in the uh, in the states or in Europe. I'm not entirely sure, but anyway, I. It was okay. Like nope. I, I love the writing and the humor. I just thought the game was way too handholdy and like, yeah. hey, you just arrived at this town. Pan over to Tim, who you have to go talk to. Okay, now go talk to Tim. I I can figure this out on my own. Mm-hmm. Don't hold my hands. Yeah. I don't know. That was my beef with that maybe, game. Maybe you're about eight feet above the target audience. I am. Have you thought about that? That's true. <laughs> I, d- I didn't get into it either. Yeah. Yeah. The target it, audience yeah. is two feet below the ground. <laughs> <laughs> they're minus feet they're tall. Than I, I, they're they're, they're, they're loosely I, buried. <laughs> you, you know, I still don't know Fahrenheit and feet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know I know Jose is, is two meters tall. I, yep. I think he's 12 feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> at, least. Uh, at least. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Nothing about... 
Nothing about that game grabbed me. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, like the sprite artwork too. No man. Italian like, I'm jokes. Such a, I'm such a I, sucker for sprite I, art. I am too. Not that sprite art. You didn't like it? I thought that was. I didn't like you the didn't art. Like it, huh? I didn't like the. I didn't like the backgrounds. I didn't like the the enemies or the character design or anything. Mm-hmm. The dialogue was like. Were you ever a fan of Mario and Luigi? Yeah, yeah. RPGs? I mean, I, okay. I liked I liked them back in the day. It's one of those things where I loved Mario RPG, and I don't really like all the different ways it branched off, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, Super Mario RPG was great. I love me some Paper Mario, but I feel like... I love me some Paper Mario. Yeah, like, I mean, because I can't just say I love Paper Mario, because I don't love Super Paper Mario. Okay. I think that that was, really? like... You like Mr. But that L? was different. That was right. kind of mixing platforming more yeah. into Paper Mario. I, I really like Paper Mario, the thousand-year door. And, yeah. Mm. What, about the, what about yeah. the 3DS one? Uh, oh, a sticker star? Yeah. yeah. Uh, right? Same Not, problem. I know Not a lot of people good. that yeah. really liked it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, same yeah. problem as Dream Team, I feel. Yeah. Except less direction when you have to use a tool to defeat a boss. I enjoyed that mm-hmm. one, but um, really yeah, good look, I mean, even uh, this one had had a ton of uh, fans too. So yeah. I mean, if you um, if if you like this game, you can always email us and and give us your opinion. Maybe we'll read you on the air. Yeah, and don't hate us for ours. NVC at IGN.com. That's right. Yeah, I actually don't know anybody that really loved Dream Team. I well, don't understand why they... I mean, it sold a lot, and they gave it its own 3DS, yeah. which is always okay. weird. And the 3DS they gave it is beautiful. It's really yeah, cool It's looking. really nice. But I don't know anybody that was, like, really championing that game. Uh, I, my Ryan little cousin has, was a big fan of the uh, Inside Story, Bowser. Oh, yeah. oh that was right. such a good... Yeah, it was Love Interspace that. as a Mario was, game. <laughs> yeah, he was disappointed by this one. Oh, really? I don't know what that means. Well, yeah. challenge to you. If you're out there, lover of this game, yeah, um, email us and say, Dear Brian... I like I like Tim's little cousin as a recurring character on yeah. the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, He's our go. barometer. What's yep. his name? He needs a name. Kevin. Let's Kevin. check in. Oh, that's little, little Kev. Yeah. <laughs> what else we got in the year of Luigi? I noticed you circled Raymond Legends. Was well, that a Luigi I did, game? I, no, it's not because it's made by Ubisoft. Rayman, not Raymond. <laughs> did I say Raymond? Yeah, I said everyone Raymond loves Legends. Raymond Legends. <laughs> <laughs> Raymond Legends sounds boring as hell. <laughs> oh, I went to Kmart and then I drove home. I took a nap. You're a legend, Raymond. <laughs> so I circled it because it has Mario and Luigi costumes. Oh, which yes. in my book technically counts. You're cheating. I'm cheating. Okay. Was it yeah. was like the Halloween of Luigi? Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. Although it came out in August. <laughs> let me see. I'm gonna circle some. I like scribble knots. Has an L and U in it, like Luigi. So not, sur- oh my god. Yeah, okay. Fine. Look, they had to get permission to use those costumes. It was pretty. It was good timing for them. Mario and Luigi weren't. Right. It's not like knots, Mario actually. and Luigi showed up in Pokemon or anything like that. No. Wow. Imagine if that happened. All right. Uh, and then Doctor Luigi at the end of the year. Uh, I didn't put Super Mario 3D World, even though that also could technically count because Luigi's in it. And I also feel like Nintendo... Mario and Sonic, he was in that too. Olympic Games. Um, I also feel like Nintendo was trying to make Mario Golf count until they delayed it. World Tour. Remember, Mm. it was supposed to be a 2013 game. Didn't 3D World have the Luigi Bros minigame? Yes, that's right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just so weird. One of the co-directors hacked that, and someone saw it, and was like, oh, that's cool. You should just put that in the game. Really? And they just put Luigi's everywhere in that game. Oh, yeah. It was weird. Was it because of your Luigi? Of course it counts. I take it all back. If Raymond Legend counts, then (laughs) (laughs) this counts. All right, fine. Raymond. Rain, I think it's cu- I think it's cute that they made this theme theme year for Luigi. I think it's yeah. a, it's yeah. a great idea, even if the the product itself wasn't that great. Though, uh, even if historically this is one of the worst financial years. That's yeah. what I was. Yeah. It, it was worked, almost like a cover great. for. Oh, we don't have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Guys, so <laughs> the year of Luigi. Um, there was the Luigi statue from Club Nintendo. Right. I'm still waiting for mine. Where is mine? Uh, it's in the mail. And Wii Remotes, Mario and Luigi themed Wii Remotes, which I think also counts, even yeah. if it's... It, have you bought one of those, by the way? They look like a little like Wii Remotes designed for children. So I feel terrible that I have this on a shelf in my house. Oh, like, really? Uh, yeah, just... It, it's, it's on way a shelf? too kiddy. Yeah. 
Give them, give them up. I'll, I'll take them for no, my kids, man. That's okay. Your I'll take them. Your kid's gonna pay for. I don't have kids, but I'll take them. <laughs> no. My kids have no money. Don't be so mean, no. Okay, <laughs> got it, got it. All right. So overall, year Luigi, give it, give it a score right here. We score things at IGN. What'd you think? Uh, One to ten. Six point two. It's a six point two. Oh that's, wow, yeah. that's perfect. That's exactly yeah. what it's. It's that's slightly perfect. above you a six point one. From these, if you want. Uh, yeah. So six point two. Why before? Or do you want to give your score first? I mean, numbered. Sc- I don't know. I don't know about giving a numbered score to this. <laughs> like, I enjoyed. Luigi's Mansion a lot because I really liked Luigi's mm-hmm. Mansion. Yeah, but overall, really I love game. the idea of the themed year. Yeah, me too. So me I too. give that idea a nine out of ten. Yeah, but okay. Nintendo doesn't that's, have that's enough. Sweet. I, Nintendo doesn't have enough IP to theme every year. Yosh, I'm telling you, it's the year of the Yosh. They're gonna run out of character. Well, they've been around 125 years, but it, it's still like, what would you? Okay, year of the Yosh, year of Samus, year of Birdo. <laughs> yeah, that's when you're scraping the bottom of Bob the barrel. Sorry. Candy Kong, Candy year, Kong. Year of Samus sounds great to me. If really? that means we're getting new stuff, that's not Pear, just one game. We can't even get game. a day of Samus <laughs> from Nintendo Aww. these days. Yeah. Last year should have been a year of Zelda. To be honest, we had like two really I mean, pretty big much was Zelda games. We had yeah. Yeah. a bunch of game like virtual console releases for Zelda last that's year. Yep. Yeah. That's the thing. They can do it with any franchise if mm-hmm. they want to just by doing kind of themed releases like classics. And, okay. Yeah. See, I, I love Luigi. I always did. I always picked Luigi growing up. Or, really? you know, when I ha- when you finally had the chance to. When I played Mario, I played as Mario and everybody else had to wait and mm-hmm. play as Luigi. But when the second you had a choice, you know, I'd be like, Luigi's great. I love him. He jumps crazy. He's a wonderful yeah. character. And the year Luigi gave him a really good excuse to make a lot of really strange things, which I love when Nintendo just gets to go, yeah, we're just going to be totally weird for yeah. a couple months. We're going to yeah. make, you know, we're going to make a sequel to the vacuuming ghost game and we're going to make mm-hmm. a, we're going to reskin the doctor game, but with his brother for no reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remix. Like, I, yeah, and NES Remix came out and like, a, a lot of really cool st- things happened, but all things said and done, like it was just so strange, and it almost became this running joke with the press and with <laughs> fans too, which I think probably wasn't intended. I, no. I don't know like how you control that PR. Like if you work for Nintendo and you're like, hey, the Euro Luigi thing. So it's sort of a hit, <laughs> but everyone's kind of also making fun of us for it. Like yeah. it's, it's they the went year. all out though. Like even on all the the press things. Like whenever I'd go to a Nintendo event, like they'd have giant statues and yeah. giant like vacuums you could use and stuff. And it was like, ridiculous in a way that Nintendo usually yeah. isn't. Yeah, yeah. And like the PR people would always be like. Go take your picture with Luigi. I'm like, they, you're usually not like this. And I they're know. like super into it. And I'm like, now I'm into it. And they, also, sponsored, they, they sponsored the train, right? They had like oh, a green yeah. train that and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Remember right. the Tumblr, the Luigi yeah. Tumblr online? So, yeah. I mean, the, that's the, some other stuff. The, oh, the, sorry, irony, the ironies, of course, it's a great idea when you're trying to take a secondary character because Luigi games don't sell like Mario games. That's, it, they have never sold as well, right? Like, And that's because they were probably never as good, never you well, know, got the same push. Like one game. But like, to me, the year of Luigi is you do that when you're doing really well and you're you're doing franchise care. You're trying right. to make another franchise grow. Mm. In this case, it wasn't much of a franchise, right? Like it was all these different titles that really didn't have anything in common. So what had Luigi in common. What was it but what was it supposed to build, right? Mm-hmm. Like was it all about, hey, we need to really rely on our superstar characters, so we need to make this guy bigger? Was right. that the goal? Or was it was it just having fun no, and then nobody could stop once they were having fun? It's like with if it. Disney was like, "Hey, it's the year of the Goofy," and then like that year, like Epcot Center shut down, and, like, all this other weird stuff, and they're like, "Hey, so we uh, we t- we put pictures of Goofy all over a school bus," and you're like, "What are you doing? Go. Yeah. Like fix fix your shit." Like so, I don't know. Uh, I it, it it's really weird to me that most of their games are so timeless, right? But like if you look at uh, Doctor Luigi, like. 
Dr. Luigi is standing on a plaque in that game the whole time while you're playing it that says, the year of Luigi. <laughs> it was <laughs> advertising. It yeah, really was. Yeah, it's just so yeah. weird. And that then they sold it for 15 bucks, which is like yeah. not some birthday party. Like, give it away. Just give it, <laughs> give it away for free. <laughs> hey, come to my party. Here's the cover charge. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. come on, man. It's like playing a game on a – wasn't there a Toyota Yaris-like sponsored game on XBLA? It was free. Yeah. But was it was free, free but it was – Technically a commercial. Yeah, well, it's a why commercial. would you market that car on? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's like, what are you selling? Well, okay, Doctor Luigi was pretty good though. I love it. Yaris game was yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, was notoriously yeah. terrible. No, People played it for achievements, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm. I just think it was weird. Like the, the year of Luigi was also the year where the their two biggest competitors in the world launched new yeah new consoles. It was the worst yeah. year to do like, the year yeah. of Luigi. Like you do it. I, I, it's like what Paris said. When you're like flying high and you're the running the show and everything like that, you can be like, oh, and it also hey, why not? It's the year of Luigi. Even like the the secondary characters get theme years and birthday parties. But when like you're when everything's not looking so great for you, it's a weird time to be like, hey, remember it was everyone's second favorite? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> getting his that's own why year. it's funny. That, that's why I think it became kind of funny for the press. Also, you know, Iwata saying the ear of Ouija uh, yeah. was really cute. Right? Yeah, um, the outfits were funny too. When mm-hmm. he'd like have the Luigi hat or yeah. Miyamoto would have the vacuum on and be like cleaning behind the scenes yeah. or something. But, but I mean, on the flip side, like what could they have done, right? Like, yes, if they had had bigger games ready to pull Push, you know, they could they could have gotten behind it. I guess they could could have pushed Mario really hard the entire yeah. year. Yeah, but you know that's it's very similar. Sure. Yep. Luigi a little more just because you what? know as a, as a, well as a character Luigi is he's sort of the the palette swap side, he's one of the original sidekicks in video games right mm-hmm. I mean this is yeah. uh, a game that you know he was born in 1983 with the original Mario Brothers which you know Miyamoto you know joined he's not real he's what? not, he's <laughs> not, not real? real who's not real Luigi is not real. It's oh, not a real. Person. No, keep on. I can, I can, Jose, I can hear your heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I was like, what are you Who's doing? Who's not real? <laughs> it's, it's like Santa Claus. Easter Bunny, maybe. Luigi, okay. no. got it. Right. But uh, you had this character who, um, you know, you, you just kind of fleshed out over the years, either through, you know, in the, maybe in Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers, he was just the player two character. Right. But then Super Mario Brothers 2, you start giving him different abilities, right? He can jump higher than Mario. He has less traction than Mario. You start making rules and yeah. actually building this character. I don't know. In the 8-bit era, who was trying to do that? They did, you know? a, they did a really right. nice job kind of re- retro, retroactively defining his personality, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he yeah. was just player two, right? When did and he turn then, weird, though? Like, there was a point where he went from, like, he's the taller brother yeah. to he's, he's scared. And psych- he's like, yeah. Yeah. scared <laughs> of Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. And then, like, also he's, like... In, not into drugs, but like super like <laughs> trippy. No, everything. he's fidgety. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Super, so I did some homework on that, and so it, it looks like it was a product of marketing. But the original marketing, at least in question, doesn't look like it influenced it too much. But in the 1983-2600 commercial for the original Mario Brothers on the Atari, they had uh, this guy who we're going to insert a clip of the commercial here. Something's coming up the plumbing for Luigi's in a bind. Giant turtles out to get him. Creepy crabs are right behind him. Spider flies, sheep are shy. They're all coming out the pipes. Mario! 
It's Atari Mario Brothers with Mario from Donkey Kong, his brother Luigi, and lots of crazy creatures. And it's twice the fun when two play at once, because you need all the help you can get. Mario, where are you? Mario Brothers, new from Atari. They had uh, basically a scaredy cat dude running around like, where's Mario? And he's like in trouble. Um, he, he's dressed as a plumber. Mm-hmm. Um, then again, Nintendo didn't really acknowledge his personality, I don't think, until there was a book. Until John Leguizamo? Well, no, until uh, in the 90s, uh, in the early 90s, they put out a book called Mario Mania that was half strategy guide for Super Mario World. And then part of it had this thing, which is Meet Luigi. And they put in part of like a description about him where they're like, okay, so he's every bit as tough as his big brother, but uh, the character of Player 2 doesn't run into much trouble because he doesn't see as much action as Mario. And they started kind of making <laughs> that. Him meant, yeah. they, that meant a lot on many levels, yeah. too. Yeah, they have Luigi a, never got any action. A bunch of descriptions about him. Got um, Daisy. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's hard to tell when they actually started to add that personality trait of yeah. him being Before, the scaredy cat, but in, at least at this portion, they started making him as the character in the limelight. It says it. it says lean, green, and seldom seen. Oh Before John uh-huh. Leguizamo, there was the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Yes. Yeah, Danny Wells which, played him. Right, yeah. which I think is what really started to establish his character for him as being this like sort of sissy, like scaredy cat guy. Because... Uh, Mario, who was uh, played by Captain Lou Albano, was always just like, he was like, hey, we got to go jump in this pipe and fight all these turtle guys. And Luigi would be like, I don't know. That sounds really crazy. Let's not do yeah. that. No, and he was I, almost like kind of fidgety. He was the realist. Yeah. 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 But uh, Nintendo wasn't that involved in the, in the writing of that yeah, show, sure. right? I mean, I'm sure they signed off on right. it. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, make whatever you want. But um, I don't know if that necessarily influenced the way they were going to take his character so much. Well, there's know, the cartoon, too. The whole yeah, Mama yeah. Luigi thing. Yep, that's right. They had a, they had the Adventures of Super Mario Bros. 3, mm. but Leguizamo did play him in the 1993 movie, and he's not weird in that. And that movie tanked, by the way. It was terrible. He was Mr. He, cool guy. Yeah, he was cool. He was the yeah. cool brother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and he also wasn't Italian, but uh, Leguizamo's kind of mixed. He has a bunch of races in him. But, I mean, yeah. he's, not, he's not always scared. That's only Luigi's Mansion. Besides that, when is he scared? Like, in Superstar Saga and, like, all is of that he, stuff, Smash Bros. He's just weird. But he's not the guy who wants to go on an adventure, right? Like, if you play Paper Mario 2, isn't he kind of, like, more the... Yeah, even like, Superstar Saga. He gets yeah. dragged along, and yeah. people are making fun of, who's that guy behind you? Yeah. I've never heard of him. But he was always, doing, he was always doing weird-ass stuff in, like, the in the Smash Brothers promo art and stuff. Like, he'd be plucking a flower or yeah, something or like, that. Or, like, he'd be just, sweating. like, laying down. <laughs> his taunts are all weird. Like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. What yeah. are you doing, Luigi? <laughs> or that, that, his final smash. That, yeah, that dive thing he does. Well, he does the dive thing. Yeah. But his final smash in Smash Bros. is him tripping out and, like, groovy <laughs> oh, music yeah, starts right. playing. Oh, yeah, what, is like, what is happening? It's, that makes no sense. I've seen this before in, a, in actually a, in, 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 in Japanese TV and some Japanese kind of Super Famicom era games where they have, like, the straight man and then the crazy sidekick, right? Yeah. It's like the, the crazy beat Takeshi character who, like, gets on a dinosaur and, and makes fart noises, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, like, if you played the Goemon games, it was exactly like that. You had Goemon, who was, like, the main hero kind of cool guy, red outfit. Then you had Ebisu Maru, Maru who's, like, this crazy guy. Yeah. When he crawls, he crawls backwards mm. on his back and does, like, weird stuff. Like, they, they really love doing that in the Super yeah. But even, like, uh, so... Era. So new Super Mario Brothers for Wii U, right? When that game ends, Mario and 
the, the like a, a hot air balloon shows up and the door opens and Mario and Princess Peach get on the hot air balloon and Luigi runs up behind them and he's like ah and then the the door closes <laughs> and the hot air balloon flies away and Luigi is sitting there like <laughs> and they're like why did you do that to this guy like he played the whole game he did everything to, to just save this girl they don't even give him a ride home yeah. well, look at, like look when at, did this yeah. start happening no, he was look just at the a regular of, uh, 2P they do that in Pikmin yeah, too they, like, they the have the yeah. second character right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah they do it at the end of Luigi's Mansion also mm-hmm. where when he gets Mario out of the painting right he starts laughing till he's crying right mm-hmm. and it was just super weird he was like well that's your reaction to rescuing your brother from this really weird King Boo ghost okay yeah I, that whatever. was such a weird a weird cheap ending to the game right? I know like the I know. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, yeah. spinning it's like possessed picture sure yeah. I just find it interesting that uh just even the conceit of what the name translated to right in Japanese it's Ruiji which is uh s- translates to like similar or resembling you've heard that before right i think they just took the italian name luigi yeah but it rhymed but it's really close to the you know that Uh name is that his name and no it wasn't it's just close to that word well definitely i mean he looked super cool in in the original mario bros when he had the fire flyer oh yeah yeah. that was like i want to be that guy i know yeah i like the uh the white the white and green and everything that's Mm -hmm. a good look so do we want luigi less weird or are we like i like it i like it i think it's there's no turning back now yeah like you just gotta you just gotta run with it but that's kind of like you're you're looking forward to those jokes too right like as i said it's like in pikmin where your second character is always the guy who misses the spaceship Mm -hmm. and like you know something bad happens he runs off with the food like you need that kind of comedy relief character yeah i i want a luigi i want a mario game that ends the juice and he they beat bowser and then luigi runs up behind mario and just Smacks him, pushes him out of the way, grabs a princess and kisses her, and just looks back and he goes like, "I, I need this." Yeah, but Daisy became <laughs> Luigi's boo, right? And well, that's Daisy uh, in the movie. Yeah, I no, don't know. Wasn't Daisy the one you rescue in Super Mario Land? Wasn't that the? Yeah, that the Mario thing? is rescuing her in Super Mario. Yeah, but Land. that eventually became okay. Luigi, this is yours, Princess Peach, Mario. How did I don't think that uh, actually? That's like fandom with weird fan. Okay, yeah, you're, writing, you're, you're writing fan fiction okay. in the room right I now. Mean, I think I they'll mean, eventually introduce like Luigi's heartthrob. It's going to happen. Oh really? Yeah, but it's going to be like like Monty Mole or something. I want him to get Rosalina. <laughs> like I'm really hoping Bruno. that we just don't know that he's yeah. getting Rosalina. She's available, right? Yeah. She's tall too. Yeah, I'm into it. It all fits. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Fair enough. That was our uh, just sort of look back on Luigi. So I have a question for you guys actually, and I just thought about this because uh, I think Pear and I were talking about this recently. You know, we just started registering for E3. E3's a couple months God. away, right? In June. Yeah. I know we hate saying those words as early as February. However, my question to this panel. Will Nintendo have a stage show, like, traditional E3 press conference, no. media briefing at E3? Or are we just waiting for another Nintendo Direct like last year? Nintendo Direct. What's the better move? Nintendo or... Direct. Really? Yeah. Both no, is, that? is that the better move? I don't know. I mean... Okay, why do you say Nintendo Direct? No, I think they're going to do it. I think they're so... They really believe in their, in their online strategy of kind of owning the... Um, you know, sitting at the speaker and telling everybody what's happening. Um, did, but you can uh, do that at E3. Why huh? do you need Nintendo? Direct did you guys? Did that? you guys read that story from uh, Cliff Blazinski? Oh, today? oh, you're I mean, talking about yeah, the story that came out yesterday. Yeah, or yesterday. An interview with Cliff Blazinski. He really basically well said the the business model of going for like the Game Informer cover or going for the the E3 reveal is dead. Like, mm. there's no reason to do it anymore. Like, Minecraft mm. doesn't do it. Rockstar doesn't do it. Like, those companies yeah. sell billions of games, and they don't need that. Like, we need to get out of the mind state that there needs to be Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo at E3, these three juggernauts go- going against each other for yeah. our, like, $50 or whatever. 
there doesn't need that we have the rest of the year like yeah. e3 i don't think it's what it used to be when it comes to that kind of stuff and i think companies are figuring that out i mean uh, social media just changed the game completely yes like for sure at, now it's at any moment you can get news from anybody directly from well, them. you can talk directly to your customer directly yeah so i agree you're right huh? i agree with you when the primary goal is to tell the public right then it makes you, you don't need an E3. You can you can create your own E3 and you can do it a whole lot cheaper yeah. and more effectively. I mean, heck, if Nintendo came to us today and said, Hey, we want to stream this event, will you put it on the IGN homepage streaming right there? Us, GameSpot, everybody would do it, right? Yeah. Like yeah, we yeah. we would help them kind of stage this this big event that gets in front of users. But you know, um, these these shows like CES and any kind of big expo are also about, you know, about business customers, and they're also about themselves. It's about the yeah. the kind of like the sense that the gaming industry is a big deal. Like them getting together and seeing what the competition is up to, that fuels everyone. It's this tremendous kind of sense of competition and mm -hmm. of showmanship. And then, you know, for like those three days, the gaming industry steps out and says, holy crap, we're the biggest thing out there, right? Like, there's nothing like this for movies. Mm -hmm. All that there's theme parks and sure. all sorts of stuff, right, which games don't have yet. And I think the industry needs that because we had that one quiet year, remember, in Santa Monica? Yeah, 2007. When, yeah, where it's like, I talked to, like, um, you know, like Laurent de Talk, de Talk from, who runs Ubisoft, you know, talked to him afterwards, and he's like, this is terrible. Like, he was, he was dismayed because he was, he was completely, like he said, it just took the fun out of gaming for him, right? Like, yeah. he, he wanted to get back to that showmanship, yeah. and, and they did. I mean, yeah. for me, my, my whole thing, I love playing games, but the one thing I love even more than that is the reveals and just being excited about I what's going to happen. Yeah. And, like, Nintendo Direct doesn't necessarily take that away from me. Like, mm. E3 is, like, my favorite week ever, and, like... Nintendo not having a press conference like it sucks that I don't get to go to one but yeah. then I get to watch the for, direct and it's still cool for people online it doesn't change very much you know you don't get that kind of that applause in the room that we get like because you do it can be really infectious right when, you, when you're watching a movie with friends and everybody laughs it's a different yeah. experience and a Nintendo press conference where you're anticipating Metroid like mm -hmm. a Metroid debut and then it happens everybody cheers it mm -hmm. feels so different you walk out you're really excited yeah. whereas like coming back to the war room and hearing from an editor oh they just announced Metroid is a completely different story yeah. right? right and like, see that's us talking yeah. from this perspective yep. that no, is Foss, very very small yeah. like for most other people and before I was at IGN it was such a different experience like you're not in the same room with everybody but being on forums and seeing everybody update as it's yep. happening it was the same thing of just like yeah. this is exciting sure. yeah that's 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 like what I came up in too was mm -hmm. just sort of reading uh, on message boards and watching mm -hmm. videos online reading IGN and going in the comments and being like this is a war and like last year that that back to back Microsoft and Sony press conference thing that felt like you were watching like WrestleMania ten yeah. or something. Yeah. And like the the energy in in Los Angeles was insane. Like just us being there felt incredible. And to not have Nintendo as part of that conversation I, was strange. But no, I'm with you. Then you know a few months before that. Sony and Microsoft had entire afternoons where they revealed their new consoles. Yep. And the Wall Street Journal was there. And Time was there. And everyone wrote about these things. People outside of GameSpot and IGN, major media publications said, we're going to sit down and watch this thing. Yeah. So I don't think it all has to happen within the f a three-day span in Los Angeles. So right. I, th I think Nintendo Direct does have potentially the same amount of reach as an E3 stage show. However, I do believe that showmanship at E3 
matters. I think that when Sony you look proved at the, that. Yeah, I think that in 2012, when Nintendo had their opening where they had a symphony play the Legend of Zelda music, that got everyone in the room hyped. That got people watching on the stream at home hyped. Like, that stuff matters. When you pull out a big reveal, don't we, of course they're going to be happy when they see it over in Nintendo Direct. And people who claim that Nintendo Direct is them sort of controlling their messaging, well, hey, you can also control your messaging at E3 through a well-planned stage show, which is what you've been doing in this yeah. industry for years. Yeah. But you are absolutely right that Shoney, Sony proved that that showmanship matters. So, it has mm. a reach. You should be there competing on those front lines and not just doing an online broadcast that can have interruptions, that can be delayed, that can drop down, and no one can see what the product reveals are. Yeah. Last year's E3 presentation did not go smoothly. And I heard Rich had a really hard time keeping up because it, I think it almost blacked out at one point or it was really laggy. Yeah, sure. so like, Play- why invest in that? Pl- PlayStation's conference, to me, was kind of like, that was the, the proving point. You, you walked out of the show and there were all the journalists, everybody around you, GameStop employees, you know, uh, analysts, everybody walking out going like, holy crap, what just happened, mm-hmm. right? Like, everybody was, nobody could believe that Sony had entered the Cola Wars, right? Basically, yeah. like, countering everything Microsoft yeah. had announced and talked about. And I, I it did feel like a turning point. You're like, wow, maybe they yeah. have a chance of like taking it back. And I think that kind of word of mouth on the streets of of LA, you know, kind of just generated this buzz for E3 where people said, man, like that PlayStation is looking really good, right? Well, and yeah. so, I mean, that, but, that but moment that we all grabbed happen. our phones yeah. and pre-ordered PlayStation exactly. 4s yeah, on yeah, Amazon. Yeah. That moment, like dozens of us in the room. I mean, that changed mm-hmm. that changed so much. But but at the same time, Nintendo obviously didn't have a show like that last year, and so for them to go a little quieter was not a bad. Right, a bad idea because otherwise everybody would have walked out of the Nintendo press conference going like, "Well, they don't have a new console, right?" Yeah. Like, so I, I think I respect their decision to do it. I think they have to, um, if they go direct again, which I think they will, they just have to carefully plan these other events Why as they have be done. Nintendo Direct Live on the E3 well, I mean, show the only or sure. the E3 stage when you don't have the things to show yeah. equal to what Sony did, mm-hmm. then it's what happened a couple years ago with Nintendo Land, mm-hmm. where yeah. it's just. Everyone's there, and they're like, oh. Yeah. And it costs a million bucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like they're spending planning. a million dollars yeah, on that event. Yeah, planning. You get advisors. You get people who are going to have to tell you, hey, Nintendo Land for 20 minutes, not cutting it, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe. See, I, just, I see them coming out there and just part. being like, it's now the year of the Yosh. And I'm like, the one person that cares. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to hear is one, woo! Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, we can say what we want here, but whatever they did last year did not work. Like you don't they think are so? not, no, it didn't. I, I don't have to think so. I look at I look at sales charts and I, I anecdotally see how many but, people are not buying a Wii U. But that's saying that E three matters for that, right? Sure. Like that's well, not. Well, th- there's a perfect storm of problems that created what the Wii U, mm-hmm. where the Wii U is right now, and I'd love for it to be doing better because I enjoy mine genuinely. Yeah, I really same do. Yeah. Um, I love playing video games on it, and I think mm-hmm. that it does a lot of great things. But everything is kind of working against them right now. So if they want to look at it anecdotally and be like, last time we didn't have a press conference, we sold no consoles afterwards. So this time, let's bring it back and see if that works. Like, so, I'm like, I'm for them shaking it up a yeah. little bit. So you there. think the press conference influences the influencers who then walk out happier and tell people, like, basically they're more excited. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know what, else, I don't know what I, else it's for, if, yeah. if not that. Because yeah. it's, not like, it's not like the Grammys or the Oscars get people to, you know, just rush out and watch movies necessarily, right? Yes, like, they do. I yeah. think they do. 
do but a little they bit. absolutely do. Yeah. Okay. They'll oh. get you interested in a movie you may not have wanted yeah, to see just no. to find out why did right. this win Best Picture? Why did this guy get Best Supporting? That, that's that's true. That's okay. true. I, give I you mean, that. that that is absolutely their their primary focus is to award film, filmmakers. Their secondary purpose is to sell Blu-rays. Yeah. Like yeah. to get people like if the four of us are walking in the room and you're like, did you see Gravity? And mm-hmm. three of us are like. Yeah, and one of us is like, no, I'm gonna feel like I need to see Gravity. Yeah. Like, oh, it won ten awards. Like, it's created. Maybe creating... they should do an awards show. What best year of Luigi game <laughs> is? We have a video uh, game award no, show, no. and it sucks. Yeah. All right. No. All right. Um, interesting though. Like, I I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing. I do think that they're looking at the cash too, and you know, I, I said putting on that show costs a million bucks is far more than that. Yeah. Renting the auditorium, running all that crazy well, lighting tech and everything. theater, yeah, which you're, is pretty you're, schmitch, either, uh, yeah. fancy. It's, mm-hmm. You know, just so everybody knows, what, like 14 feet of floor space at E3 are $100,000 or something. It's ridiculous. That's inside the convention yeah. center. Yeah. You know? See, so. Regardless, though, with all of that, I still left E3, and I'm a huge Nintendo fan, thinking, oh, man. I'm excited for these games. Yeah. The direct. Yep. The Smash trailer, the Mario 3D World trailer, yeah. the Donkey Kong trailer. I'm sure. like, mm-hmm. I am sold. Like, yeah. this is awesome. This was a great conference. You know, yeah, you're going up against Titanfall, though, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But yep. still. Uh-huh. I think last year was a test, and I hope this year is a show. That's what I want, and really? I hope that happens. Yeah, I think it was a test. Well, here's what you're not – I'll tell you right now. Here's what you're not going to have this year. You're not going to have the three-minute-long logo reel – of third-party companies that are making games for your platform. No, but you are going to have... You won't have that this year. No, but you will have... Every, other, every other console will. Yeah, you, but you Nintendo will, have will those, not. Uh, those NFC games, you will have new information on Smash. Probably, this Smash can use a stage demo. Um, there are other... Bayonetta can use, But like, this is, like, this support. is the... Yeah, I know, that, and that's great. Like, no. you can show another Bayonetta trailer, but when you're going up against consoles that have robust first and third-party lineups, oh, wait you will always Only lose. one of the other two competitors have a decent first-party, like, development. I don't know. Oh, if, we don't know that. Yeah. I can tell you right now that there are more people making Xbox One games than they're making Wii U games. Well, that's a good point. Like, yeah. I don't want to be... those the, aren't I don't want to be the bearer of bad but news. No, in but here. those aren't all exclusive to Microsoft. But it doesn't I get matter. Your point. What yeah. do we have on Wii U? Watch Dogs, maybe, and nothing else. I mean, that's mm. a scary thought. Like yeah. four point five percent of developers that were uh, asked at GDC if they were making a Wii U game said yes. Four point five percent out of everyone else. Yeah. yeah, that's insane. Like this is we're at a time right now where Nintendo can't go up against these two big juggernauts neck and neck and be like, here's our conference. It comes on after an hour of these guys showing 60 games, an hour of these guys showing 50 games, and we have NFC Yoshi and like... That's a good, but that's a good example of why absolutely they're going to do a direct and they may do multiple shows where they... I agree. Here, we're unveiling the new new Zelda game, wishful thinking, hopefully that happens. And then they'll show like 15 minutes of gameplay footage. Like, that's great. I think for for Mm -hmm. gamers, that's great and it avoids this kind of the set format of, okay, here comes the third-party reel, which Nintendo has always been pretty weak at, right? It yeah. was always a bunch of EA games arriving a little later without online play, so it was not it was never that exciting. Yeah. It's interesting, um, too, because this third-party thing is even affecting 3DS. Like, you're not seeing yeah. a lot of big 3DS third-party games, yep. even though they sold, what, 45 and, and, million yeah, and, units? And that's where I feel like they do need they do need to generate more excitement at E3 because you know you know who else is at the conferences? It's the developers, yeah. right? The developers are sitting there, and if you wow them with something 
that even if it's a game somebody else is making, they they get inspired, right? Yeah. Like you don't get you, you know you you get developers who love these Nintendo franchises and say, hey, we should be doing like a Metroid type game. And developers you know. go to E3 to show off their games, and then while they're there, they wait in line to yeah. play other games, just yeah. like mm-hmm. everybody else does. Like a sure. lot of people don't think about that, but the guys that make Call of Duty show off Call of Duty and then they go and they sit and they watch Battlefield or they go mm-hmm. and they watch a Mario demo or something like that mm-hmm. and they go man that was really smart the way they did that yeah, yeah. now I will like take everything I said back if some of the things that they teased recently come into fruition like them partnering with other companies to bring their their franchise characters out like if we see a Metroid made by blah 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 or yeah. a new Kid Icarus or something like that well Konami is going to make Metroidvania Sure. Yeah. There's oh, gonna be <laughs> oh, that word. That word. Oh. Wouldn't that be amazing? I would love uh, that so much. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Whip. Oh man, yeah, I, I would love that. Yeah, we made a joke because that word yeah. is so overused. I love if Konami and Nintendo got together and made that game. Yep. But I think were what you they, there? Jesus, no. how did you? That what, was they, what they did last year with the Nintendo Direct, they're going to keep doing. They're going to distance themselves from the competition as much mm-hmm. as possible because they can't compete in that space in the same way. I mean, simply financially, Sony and Microsoft make money off of TVs, computers, this, that, whatever. Nintendo just makes games. Yeah, but Nintendo yeah. got mm-hmm. bank yeah. uh, like, off of making games. They're sitting on a lot of money. I yeah, mean, well, it doesn't hurt to spend money to make more Tim, money. Tim, here's the thing. Simply financially, Nintendo doesn't lose millions of dollars on crappy operating systems or yeah. 3D yeah, for televisions. Example, like, like, the Sony gaming division is doing great, but the whole company is losing a lot of money yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, For sure. I mean, the movie studios and the uh, consumer electronics arms of Sony have made some missteps in the past, right? But, yeah. but that's also a business that goes up and down, and mm-hmm. we've seen that before, so things are cyclical. Um, we'll cool. see. I mean, I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens at E3. Um, the yeah. thing that Nintendo can win with, I always feel like, is charm. Right, like you go into their booth and they make you feel like it is this kind of family and yeah. celebration of the classics. And they, if they can, to- I think they can totally pull that off if they're smart. Um, but yeah, the more I think about it now, like they're not going to compete on spectacle. They're not going to go for that big show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's move on to last week's question of the week responses. So we put out a question for you. I'd also love if uh, Brian and Tim jumped in and weighed in a little bit. Last week we talked about, we ended up on Metroid, right? Because Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze comes out this Friday. You can read the review on IGN. Uh, Gave it a 9.0, was very happy with it for the most part. Um, But um, Pear and Fran immediately said, well, now that Donkey Kong's done, you know it's Metroid, right? And so it's like, okay, well then, what do you want to see from the next Metroid game? So we put that question out for folks. And thank you, by the way, over 500 of you left a comment somewhat pertaining to that issue. So thanks Hmm. a lot for your feedback. Yeah, if you want to read other people's comments, just search for NVC and go to the latest article. Yep. Cool. So what do you think? What do you want want to see in the next Metroid, Brian? Um, What do I want or what do I think we're going to see? What do you Both. Want? What, uh, do you, what do you want what and do you what think, do you think we're going to get? Gonna see? So I don't think we'll ever see another Metroid Prime game. I don't think Nintendo will ever, or anyone will ever make another, another first-person perspective Metroid. Really? And I, I really think that they, they made three and, three and a half of those. Um, and yeah, Why do you think that? Um, because I think that by the time the, th- the second and the third, and really the third one came out, they were so far behind the pers- um, like the public perception of what a first-person game should carry with it that simply just making uh, a single-player-focused game like that, and then people look at it and they go, well, where's the online? Where's the multiplayer? Mm-hmm. Like, where's the well, how long is the campaign? What's the what kind of versus modes do you have? Um, but their approach is different, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's that distant from it. I mean, it's more of an adventure for them, not to classify it as an adventure game. I know. Sure. Uh, no, we don't have to get into that. Yeah, but but I mean, yeah. how many like when, what was the last? 
I'll put it this way. The last first-person shooter game that came out that didn't have multiplayer, that was single-player focused, yeah. Bioshock? was Bioshock. Yeah. And Irrational is closed. And it sold almost 5 million copies. Like, yeah, I mean, that that game was a successful game, though. Yeah. But yeah, they, there's definitely... I mean, we've heard this from a couple of third parties. Um, when you put multiplayer mode on the box, your game will sell better. Yeah. Like, they all believe that. And so Nintendo believed that, too, right? Yeah. Metroid Prime, Prime 2. 2 had Prime a multiplayer and, and, mode. And, and, and Hunters. That, and that was when you talked to them, it was not because they felt like creatively they had to have that. It yeah. was so that it can be on the box and mm-hmm. more people. Yeah, half it. of the Metroid Prime games have had multiplayer of, of some sort. Yeah. Which and, is pretty crazy. And so. but, but on the flip side, there are still these juggernaut first-person games that succeed, like your Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Like, yeah. in the RPG genre, it, it works. Even those guys, though, they let you switch back and forth between third person and first person because yeah. they're probably unsure as well. And yeah, well, Nintendo's um, so big on multiplayer yeah. these days, though. I can't imagine them not yeah. having but it. They're so big on local multiplayer. So, yes. But still, yes, yes. Like, so the one thing though about every first person game is that the main character usually is a cipher, right? Like mm-hmm. I've played every Call of Duty game. I can't remember who I played as. I some of them died. One, one Detective Grunt. One dude had a dog. Uh, so yeah. I remember so. McTavish. But I remember so because he's like walking in a ghillie suit in front of yeah. me, going, "Wait, wait, lie down. Yep, kill, run." Um, that was but, a soap. But um, <laughs> who, who was that? Who was that? No, soap is the one on the mountain, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> who was the guy in the ghillie suit? Uh, I think there was, it was McTavish. The dog, Scottish, Scottish guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but like. That's the issue, right? Nintendo deals in characters, and yeah. like you don't see your character. And so I actually think you're right. I think they will go third person. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll see another first-person Metroid game again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think third-person would be interesting. I don't think we'll see another third-person Metroid game re- soon because the one wow. we got, Other M, was not good. I disagree. I mean, I, I thought it was fine. I'm not saying it's an amazing okay. game. But, it um, put the series in a weird place. I, I think, they'll, I think they'll, they'll do a completely new Metroid. It also tanked. Person. It Just tanked, but there, I mean, right? none of the Metroid games sure sell well. Like, no. I hate to be the, like the negative guy mm-hmm. on the show. I love Metroid. I grew mm-hmm. up playing Metroid. Metroid's amazing. Absolutely. But uh, like, w- Donkey Kong Country Returns sold better than all three Metroid Primes mm-hmm. combined. Come on, yeah. like, how many more Metroid Primes are we going to get? Maybe w- that's why I think we'll get we'll get a two D Metroid, yeah. and we'll get something that you can download that'll probably yeah. cost thirty bucks, and it'll be on the on the three DS. And they'll get some developer that's smaller to work on it, and it'll be awesome. And you know, they'll hopefully get back to the roots, and there won't be people barking orders at you the whole time. Like it'll be that you are marooned on this space station, and you have to survive. But I don't think we're going to get the big full fledged console. But which Metroid. do you want? Just to, to I want wrap Metroid this up. Prime Four. Want Prime I 4. want like the hundred billion dollar Metroid game that's crazy, and you're traveling to different planets, and you're fighting people, you know, disgusting monsters, and you're getting awesome power ups. And so we, we have this, I want that, but I'm not going to get that. We had this one theory last last week that we talked about that that if third parties pull back, that means nobody's making FPSs anymore for the Wii U, and so maybe they'll use Metroid to fill that void. So sure. you know that. They do have a rounded product. Metroid offering. with a headshot, though, what's that going to be like? No, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. just you who know, knows? But just kind of something that gets close to to well, that genre. And yeah. you have made the point before on this on this yeah. very podcast that uh, you know the idea of a Metroid structure or Castlevania structured games is in vogue, like in a lot of genres right now. Like the way genre blending yeah. has happened, the way the success of Batman, Tomb the Raider. success of Tomb Raider. Um, there have been instances where this sort of craft and design of having tools that you'll eventually open up the world makes games really cool and yeah. people like them. So yeah. it's just a matter of finding the right idea. I mean, if if like 
at E3, it was announced that like Rocksteady was working on a third-person Metroid game. Like I would shed a man tear because that yeah. would make me so Damn. happy. Like that sounds awesome. in space, and it's like third-person, and it's it you're it's same thing. You're fighting big bosses, and yeah. you're you're traveling around the world and traversing environments, and you're looking at areas you can't get into yet, but you get into later. Like that sounds perfect for the franchise. That would it's be a great. perfect team to do it. Yeah. But I mean, so many things have to come together for that to happen, and yeah. you need a console. That has an a, install base. An install I mean, base. And like, they wouldn't didn't they already do Batman on uh Wii yeah, they did. Oh, it didn't work out yeah. too well. Yeah. Well they got a Batman game that was critically successful a year later. Yeah. So there's yeah. that to consider. Yeah. Right. All right, Tim, what about you? What do you think we're gonna see from the next Metroid? I mean I'm almost on the opposite of you, where, but I, uh, you've con- you've convinced me otherwise. But before, before you said that, like <laughs> I would have thought, oh, the easy way out's Prime. Yeah, like, like they're just gonna make another Prime. I want a 2D one. I don't want it on 3DS. I mm-hmm. want a super sexy HD 2D Wii U game. Um, but yeah, that's that's not gonna happen. That's, yeah, like it, it'll either be a downloadable title, which I'm not against. I would love that, or I think it will be a Prime or some sort of third person like. The next step of Other M, just mm-hmm. without the missteps, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Um, Other M yeah. had so many good little ideas, and yeah. it was just fundamentally the controls were so stupid. Like yes. turning the Wii yeah. remote sideways, all that. It's just like I love the dodge. It was like they the were last f- second dodge they had there, really good. Sorry, not to cut you off. No, yeah. cool. They were yeah. just cool. forcing forcing a control scheme on it that the game just wasn't made for. Yeah. Right? Like I will say, if we if we never get the like the Wii U console Metroid Prime Four that has. Gamepad scanning, mm-hmm. and we never that never happens. That's like that's two ships passing in the night. We I talked mean, about this last week, though. I don't want a lot of scanning. Um, oh, you don't? Um, yeah, no. I think uh, they need to cut back on that stuff. It was really annoying to me in Metroid Prime Three to walk into a room and I'm like, oh my god, there's like thirty things to scan in here. Well, Jesus then they Christ. need to figure out a new way to tell the story then, because they told the story through scanning logs, and if they mm-hmm. if that's not good, then they have to tell the story like they did. Well, in I don't Other think it's M. not good. But I just think everything. Scenes. No, I, I don't think it's not good. I just think reservation like. Cut back on some of that mm. stuff. Honor, you know, respect my time. Our issue was pausing to tell you the story rather than like scanning something while you're walking by and getting like this lock on thing and then it's sure. like, you know, detecting alien force. Like you can listen to that while you're walking around. Don't make me read and stop. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That broke the flow. I like right? the way Bioshock does it where it's like you pick up a radio. Book on tape. Starts, yeah. yeah, book yeah. on tape. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a wanna, great narrative device. Yeah, Do you want to hear from some of our listeners slash well, viewers? Real here? quick, the, yeah. the one thing that I really want though is this was a rumor, I think. Last year, maybe two years ago at E3, where they're talking about a crossover game with Metroid. Do you remember that? Crossover with who? It was Star Fox, Metroid crossover. Oh, I remember that rumor. That was made up, though. I know. Well, yeah. It sounds yeah, made like, up. <laughs> Sorry. It's totally made up. And like it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, that'll never happen. Mm-hmm. And that's dumb. So you but want then that? you think about it and you're like, well, they're two kind of the lower known franchises. Mm-hmm. They're both in space. It could work. It's a little weird. Star Fox is also like very Star Wars-esque. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. the storylines could work so out. You're calling Metro, so you're calling Samus the Boba Fett of the uh, Star yeah, Fox? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, think, you know? I like that. And, and there's mm-hmm. there's your multiplayer right I think there, Metroid you know? is more alien when Star Fox is Star Wars. You know, like it's more about isolation. Yeah, that's and, true. And, like, oh no, Metroid's totally out, alien. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Figuring out what what the hell is going on. Eradicating the Metroids and the whole SR388 yeah. and revisiting it. And the only problem with Metroid though, and this Ripley, was Ripley, Ridley. Yeah, Ripley. Exactly. But the Ridley Scott is after Ridley Scott. Ripley Scott. Ridley. 
movies, Scott. <laughs> um, I thought Metroid, though, did eventually start tearing itself in half because you had the Prime Games doing the doppelganger thing with, mm-hmm. here's Dark Samus. Then you had Fusion doing the doppelganger Zelda. thing with Samus X or the mm-hmm. SAX. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this fiction is starting to get really weird. And it this was, whole I this felt like no, I felt like they were just doing Zelda, they, even the Light yeah. World, Dark World thing, right? They were trying to to get the best elements from, from Zelda into Metroid yep. to give it a little bit more familiarity. Right. I don't know. Community so response. Here's Aaron Lamb writes in, uh, MacGyver. Uh, he says, I finally played through the first Dead Space, my number one bucket list title from last gen. A Dead Space-based Metroid title would be a dream come true. A much more nimble protagonist coupled with morph ball mechanics would uh, round out the experience. Essentially an over-the-shoulder survival horror adventure title. Too I dark think- for Nintendo. Yeah. I, mean, I think the survival angle works. I don't know if the horror thing works because you are talking about Samus Aran who by its character design, she's supposed to be a really tall, like, excuse me, badass for mm-hmm. the most part, right? So I don't know how that would work, but I liked part of the idea for sure. Yep, yep. Yeah. But, but Alien I, is being made. I mean, there's an Alien game. That isolation. Sounds, yeah, Isolation sounds a lot like well, it. Well, I, I, I think it works if they go to, if they make the character kind of human again, like they did with Tomb Raider. Like, Tomb Raider, all of a sudden, you saw Lara Croft, like, tattered and covered in blood and, like, being like, wow, I'm dealing with the emotional ramifications of people I love dying. Like, bring Samus into that instead of just, like, cartoon blonde chick with a blue suit, wants to fight some bad guys. Yeah, with a thumbs down and all that. <laughs> um, yeah, bring bring her, bring some humanity into her and then show you can have her being scared and ripped yeah. apart. And, uh-huh. I don't know. I think Metroid, uh, in my experience, is more about the world than it should be about Samus. I feel that Sam, w- the minute they tried to inject more story into that character, they completely lost... It didn't match with what people thought it was <clears throat> and the, the imagination of what it was. And I don't think mm-hmm. they really realized what the ramifications of that, right? Mm-hmm. So. I, I think that was more on the side of bad writing than it was about... It wasn't Samus's fault. It was the people that created the story for her. Because Isaac's story in Dead Space is pretty cool. It mm-hmm. is, yeah. Right, and I think like giving Samus a, an interesting story like that would have changed it. Yeah. But they yeah, didn't. They gave her a bad story. Okay, yeah. I agree. Uh, Mark writes in... Um, he wants both. 2D for the 3DS, 2DS. Metroid 2 Return of Samus remake done in the F-Zero Mission uh, Fusion style. In the Zero Mission uh, Fusion style, sorry. <laughs> F-Zero Mission. I was like, wow. Yeah. I that want that. more guided, Com- but it was Completion cool. can unlock, unlock Super Metroid, but with new hard mode. And then 3D for the Wii U. Prime style, but not necessarily Prime 4. Corruption's secret ending depicted a strange ship following Samus's ship. We find out who it is, Silex, and why, and why for a new arc. We could do that. Yeah, okay. that sounds cool. awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the idea of a I love that. a nice, crazy like next gen one on Wii U, and then the two D one on yeah. mm-hmm. 3DS. I could be down for that. Yeah. He also suggests to check out the Kickstarter game Reven, um, which is you know it looks exactly like Metroid, a traditional two D game that uh, I think reached its Kickstarter goal. Mm-hmm. It's it, this yeah. totally. It's crazy to me, but it reminds me of a time like just a few years ago where this was what was happening. We were getting Metroid Prime games on the GameCube and we and were getting Fusion, Metroid Fusion Mission. games on the yeah. GBA. And it's then all time. of that stopped. Yeah. 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 Well, the same happened with Castlevania, right? I it know. just kind of disappeared from the 2D slate. So Michael Valentin writes in, uh, when I think of the state of the Metroid universe, I can't help but remember that there has not been a 2D Metroid game since Zero Mission. What happened? In my opinion, this is what made the series so great, and Super Metroid is easily in the top 100 games of all time. What well, top? Top 10, I'd say. Yeah. So what brought about the end to the 2D style? Did other M kill it? It wasn't a 2D style game, but the poor gameplay and sales did hurt the series. I believe a 2D Metroid game on the 3DS, um, got even on the Wii U, um, is what it was. Is what is needed to revitalize. A little the Metroid franchise. Dread, yeah. Bring yeah, that yeah, back. Bring that back, huh? Yeah. 
I, I think, I mean, 2D traditionally has faced the sales hurdles, right? Like, yeah. people do not rush out to buy a 2D game on a console. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Shadow Complex is exactly Metroid. If you have an Xbox 360 uh, lying around, download it and play it. Yep. It is 100% Metroid, just not the characters. Strider is too, and it which just came that. out. Strider HD came yep. out this week. Oh, yeah, Strider's out too. Yeah, it has that open and world, uh, you know, you need this tool to progress design. And, and yeah. on these, I mean, Shadow Complex did, I think, in the end do... Um, decent numbers right so i as a downloadable exclusive title when there's nothing else out these games may fare well i just don't know if they'll do that well on a nintendo platform at this Mm -hmm. point right when does the sort of the harsh sci-fi environment of metroid i think Mm -hmm. one time you talked about sort of brand mismatches with with uh with nintendo's brand name as it is has that become distance from Mm -hmm. what nintendo is today and how they present themselves i wonder if there's also that right there, there are a fair amount of people who said they would love a 2D ga- a game. Here's Stephen Riley from, from Canada would love one because Link Between Worlds was so good, right? Like mm-hmm. having something in the mm-hmm. in the 2D um, thing. Yeah, I saw um, some people said Super Metroid 2, and I'd be like... <laughs> yeah, don't. Well, yeah. yeah, but there were there were yeah, also people there were also people who were citing Batman Arkham Asylum style, right? Like Andrew G saying uh, it's a it's a hard call, but I wouldn't mind seeing a third person Metroid after playing Arkham Asylum. I wouldn't mind seeing something along those lines, yep. but with a balance of exploration. I want to see mm-hmm. Samus surrounded by enemies and fight her and fight her way out in a badass way. Yeah, I mean that that's yep. like officially my dream Metroid game. Now that we've had this conversation, I just hope we get to see it someday sure, or yeah. something like it. All right, maybe one more, and then we'll pull next week's question of the week, and then sure. skedaddle. Um, yeah, yeah. You somebody saying third-person shooter in the style of Uncharted and Tomb Raider. You know, that was Caleb. Um, yeah, Uncharted is more more linear. I yeah, definitely I want that. I don't know if you guys and saw that. But to, Tomb Raider, no, Tomb Raider is a little bit more open, but like you can, you don't have to travel that much. You don't have to backtrack that much. Um, mm-hmm. But Tomb Raider is definitely like a, a Metroid riff. Um, let's do one more here. Um, Hello, Steve. Um, Steve Powell writes in, I'm an avid Metroid fan. I grew up with the franchise. Still think the original NES game was one of the best games ever made. I think the next Metroid game should absolutely be 2D. I feel the side-scroller adventure genre is very underrated and underutilized, especially with processing power from home consoles being what it is today versus 8-bit and 16-bit. The size of an action-adventure 2D gaming map could be huge and still have excellent graphics. Part of me feels, among other things, one of the reasons there aren't many stellar 2D games is due to simple laziness on the developer's parts on unwillingness to create a truly epic 2D map. All the tools and graphics and power are there. Someone needs to just step up to the plate. Yeah. And I agree. I mean, there, there are games like, you know, indie games like Terraria, right? Like that create this never-ending map and just depth of item mm-hmm. systems yeah. and collaborative gameplay that you could not imagine a Nintendo Activision EA, any of these guys doing, yeah. right? Like it's these games that evolve over time. It'd be so amazing if you took one of those guys and you said, hey, mm-hmm. here's the Metroid franchise. You go away for one year and you come back and show us what you got. Yeah. Be so yeah. No. Okay. Question of the week. What do we got? Question of the week. What were we going to do? Here, sing a song while I look for it. Uh, I don't know. I don't That's know. it? That's, that was a good song. Really catchy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard. I actually I heard that one before. Yeah. So Jeremy Sturgill um, suggests, 
I would love to hear the NVC crew discuss the HD remakes that they would like to see or the Nintendo franchise that they want to see rebooted, like Tomb Raider was rebooted. I'd say we make the HD remakes the, the question of the week. Okay. Right? Cool. Let's ask oh, our yeah, audience. That's awesome. Yeah, because yeah, yes. Wind Waker proved that it works, right? Like yep. that is a very unique game because it has this timeless art style and so mm -hmm. it just looked beautiful when they redid it. Yep. But like let's say, you know, you go back to some of the N64 or GameCube games and you bring them back in HD or even Wii, uh, which ones would you do? Hmm. All right. Let's save that discussion for next week. We'll we'll, we'll pick that up. Thank you very much for listening. This is Nintendo Voice Chat. Uh, basically part of the IGN podcast family. We have a bunch of podcasts that you can listen to for Sony, Microsoft, comics, you name it. Uh, and we know you love podcasts, but if you really want to help support these shows, please come over and check out our articles on IGN.com. You know, that's what keeps the lights on at the end of the day. And be a force of good. Leave a great positive comment, even if there's somebody who is an idiot. Yeah, or just leave, respond in kind. Yeah, or just leave feedback in a measured tone. We love that. I will, I will enjoy the site more mm -hmm. if All you right, do that. Awesome. And yeah, also, yeah. And, watch uh, videos. Yeah, also, and watch, watch videos. videos. Yeah, especially the ones with Tim Gettys. Yeah. Turn off yeah, your turn off your ad blockers. Be nice mm. to pets. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let um, Tim coast. Call your mom every now and then. Let Tim coast. That's just something you should yeah. do. Call your right. dad. Say Eat hello. Green vegetables. Call your brothers, okay. Broccoli, so, <laughs> enough with the life advice. Uh, you can salad. find Brian Altano salad. at Agent Bizzle. You can find Pear at Salad IGN. <laughs> Pair IGN. You can find Tim Gettys at at Tim Gettys, and you can find me Jose underscore Otero on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.